Right, everybody, welcome back to the Property Playbook. Today we are going to talk about every real estate agent's favorite subject and activity, prospecting. Let's get started. Okay, so prospecting. Uh, now, what comes to your mind when you think about prospecting? What, are, what is the context in which we usually use the word prospecting? You know, in my mind, it always goes back to gold mining, okay? And when you think of a prospector, what image comes to your mind? You know, it's like the grizzled old outdoorsman, oh, you know, over a river with like an arched back and a pan with dust you know, pulling it up and every time he pulls up that pan, it's just full of mud and gunk and shells and dead fish and nothing. He's a prospector, but he's committed to what he's doing. He's in that river every day, panning for gold. Or a gold miner, you know, in a literal mine, in the dark, no daylight, looking for some kind of like glint of gold because they know that that physical and mental effort is worth the reward at the end. Now, let's say that you're lucky enough to you know, find a vein of gold in a mine or you, uh, you know, find a good day in the river and you're, you're getting tons and tons of dust and pieces of gold. We all know that this is very, very valuable. What do you do with it afterwards? So you spend all this time and all this, and all this effort physically, mentally mining for gold. Um, you now have to take that gold, you have to care for it, you have to bring it back to a part where it's melted down where it is converted into something that's tradable and sellable and valuable and recognizable. So how does this uh, relate to real estate? You may have gathered by now that prospecting is work. It's very, very simple. It is a very simple act to get into a river, take a pan and pan and see if any gold, gold dust comes up. I mean, that is an activity that you could learn in five minutes, but to be successful at it, you probably are gonna have to do that for years. Same thing with gold miners and gold rushes, you know? You may get a plot, you may head in, you may go to mine, you may mine for a plot of gold and find nothing for a long time. However, over time, you learn how to identify where these opportunities are most likely going to be. Your skill improves, you refine your activities, and you're able to pull gold out of the mine or out of the river. So in terms of speaking in analogies, we're going we're gonna to cut to the chase now on how this works in a real estate business. Um, our team is a prospecting-based team. We lead generate all the time. The four things that we focus on in our business are lead generation, prospecting, skill development, um, operational uh, clarity and, uh, and support, and accountability. Those four things, I believe, are the cornerstone of a successful real estate business uh, for several reasons. Number one, they are the lowest cost. Yes, you can go out and literally spend hundreds of thousands of dollars of, uh, on appointments that are setting appointments for you that you know, you didn't have any effort to do at all. Um, those are super, super high cost, and maybe they convert, maybe they don't. Uh, it's also extremely high risk. The market turns, people's pre-approvals, you know, vanish, liquidity dries up. That lead source can vanish overnight, and if your business is on, dependent on that, it can be risky. Um, it is also turns very, very good for your mindset in terms of moving from being uh, prospect and lead and business receiving to prospect business and lead seeking. You know, you will refine your language of scales, you will refine uh, your sales processes, your operational um, systems will improve as well. And when you're talking to prospects, they will immediately recognize you as a top 1% salesperson. Because uh, I'm sure everybody watching this is, you know, a fantastic salesperson looking to increase their skills. 
Um, and you'll beat the guys, you know, who, you know, show up at 11 o'clock, crack of 11 to the office, make a couple calls, take an hour and a half lunch. They will not beat you if you are consistently prospecting. Now, the reason why we went so deep into that analogy of prospecting is because it is a long-term work and you're building long-term lead generation. So once you start doing this, and typically this is done on the phone, um, I'm a big fan of the phone, as you guys know, because you can cover way more ground in a short amount of time. A three-hour call session, you're gonna talk to much more people than a three-hour door knocking session or a three-hour open house. Um, that's just the way the numbers work, the math work, and the tech works. So the reality of prospecting is when you start talking to people, there is a huge number at the top who are never gonna do business with you. Most people that you talk to are never gonna do business with you. That's just the way the numbers work. You know, they're gonna have friends or family in the business. They may not be in a position to buy or sell ever. They may be at a point where they are just, you know, renting periodically, but you will always talk to more people than you will do deals with. If you're talking to a couple hundred people a week, obviously, and you're on, you're doing, you know, 100 to 200 transactions per year, so you may have to talk to 5,200 people in a year uh, to do that 100 to 200 transactions. So that's a small percentage of people that you're talking to. Then we have a smaller line here where they're sometimes gonna do business with you. Okay, you can see that it's getting a little bit smaller. So we can already see the impatience is here. You know, you're in the river, you're panning for gold, nothing ever comes up. Then we get a sometimes, you know, maybe a little bit of gold dust, maybe a tiny little vein, it looks like it's good, it's gonna run deep, but it's a little bit shallow. Sometimes. Then we have a smaller chain. We're gonna be, I'm gonna call these in a bit. Future business. So their time frame may be a little bit shorter. Um, this is going to be a percentage of your database where they're like, okay, you know, maybe they're going to be transacting in that kind of six to 18 month range. This is where things really start to get interesting. And then a smaller percentage, you're going to be urgent. Okay, so this is going to be three to six months. And then a very tiny percentage of people that you talk to, I just barely tapped that whiteboard there is going to be now. And this is where the frustration comes in. We want this business here now. Who can I talk to today that wants to buy a house now? Now ask yourself, is that a reasonable expectation? Most people don't wake up in the morning and say, oh man, this is a beautiful day. You know what? I'm going to sell my house. No. Typically, or they wake up and say, hey, you know what? It's a beautiful day. I'm just gonna walk out my front door and buy a house. This does not happen. Typically the lifespan of a real estate lead is about 18 months. People start thinking about it, the idea percolates in their mind for a small amount, for an amount of time. They start to get comfortable and familiar with the process and they will usually transact within six to 18 months. Okay, maybe they're saving up a little bit more money for a down payment, they're a little uncomfortable with the marketplace and the way it is. We have a lot of interest rate volatility in our market at the moment, so people are a little apprehensive about that. Maybe Uncle Joe, who knows something about houses, has a story about how he went broke in the 80s or something, you know, whatever. But it takes a little bit more time to find this now business. Now here's the exciting part. When you have technology backing you and systems and models, this sometimes in a bit, we're going to call this 24 months plus, okay? What happens when you put these people into your world, now I know that you're all using a great CRM, is they start slowly trickling down. 
These sometimes people say, hey, you know what? I'm seeing some good opportunities. We're seeing prices come down in our market. You know what? Maybe I got a raise at work. Maybe there was a small inheritance that came in. Maybe there's something in my life. I have a new partner, a new person in my world, and we're going to be combining our, uh, we're going to be combining our income together. Okay, so here is the exciting part about the results of all this hard work of prospecting that you're doing, getting your hands dirty in the river of real estate lead generation and uh, getting your hands sore in the real estate gold mine. So eventually these sometimes people will move to the in a bit people, move to the urgent people. So these people that you spent all this time talking to, the sometimes folks maybe say, hey, you know what? We've seen prices stabilize for a little while. Maybe they have a new job. Maybe something has happened in their world that is causing them to move up their time frame a little bit to six to 18 months, a little bit more of a down payment, maybe an inheritance, a new job, maybe they got relocated. Uh, and the in a bit people, this is my favorite, kind of the six to 18 months. Most of the time when you're circle prospecting around a listing and somebody is actually having a conversation with you, they fall in this bucket, the 16 to 18 months. Hey, you know, great news. We just listed a house around the corner from you. Um, we're just calling friends and family and neighbors to see if they know of anybody who's considering making a move into the neighborhood. And may I ask, are you currently aware of the value of your own home? People love it. They want to know what the house is listed for. They want to know what their own home is worth. It's an opportunity to build a relationship. Now, six to 18 months can become urgent overnight. You know, maybe a family medical emergency. Maybe there's a job relocation. Maybe there's financial stress. And what happens is if you do a great job with all these people here, these people start turning over into now business and they pick up the phone and they call you. So the key is to have the follow-up after you've done the hard work of prospecting to make sure that these folks here, the sometimes in a bit and urgent, turn into now business in the future. And it almost always happens sooner than you think. Typically where agents get discouraged is they spend all day, every day, prospecting, you know, on Mojo, Telelisting, the dialer in their, uh, the dialer in their CRM, trying to find new people to put into their CRM while ignoring the prospecting that they've done. So imagine if you were a gold miner and, you know, you're working really, really hard and you have a bucket at the side of the river or at the top of the mine. And listen, if there's any gold miners on this video and I'm using the wrong terminology, let me know. And you're putting these tiny little bits of gold into, you know, uh, some kind of object to carry back to the, uh, the bank or the gold smelter or whatever, and you just ignore it. What do you think is going to happen? If you ignore the gold that you've mined, someone else is going to take that business from you. It's the equivalent of somebody stealing your gold. I assure you, your job as a salesperson in the marketplace is to take somebody else's client. That's just the way it is. We are all going to be talking to each other's clients all the time and whoever does the best job of staying in touch with that person, providing value over time, is going to earn the opportunity to list that person's house, work with them or a friend and family member. So do not ignore your hard work of prospecting. This is how burnout happens, uh, you know, a bad mindset starts creeping in or a negative mindset creep starts creeping in because we feel like we're busy, we're doing all this mining. We take all this gold, which is names, addresses, emails, contact information, intent, time frame. people are telling you what they want, and then we just quite simply ignore them. Um, we don't stay in touch, we don't follow up, and we are in the constant state of frustration because the now business isn't happening right now. So once you've done the hard work of prospecting, 
I'm going to keep coming back to that word. And you're mining all your little bits of gold. Make sure that you are keeping everybody in some kind of system to stay in touch with them. It can be as simple as inviting folks to an open house. It can be as simple as letting them know what their neighbor's home is sold for. And you should be using technology for this. Technology should be doing a ton of your heavy, heavy lifting with you know, market reports, listing alerts, regular newsletters. Hopefully something that's as close to set it and forget it as you can. So you have the energy to prospect. You know that your technology is taking care of staying in touch with people regularly. Um, you're getting in front of people through videos like this, social media, um, you know, coffee dates, client events. And that bucket of gold that you spent so much time mining starts converting. So you have a lot of now business regularly after your first three to six months of prospecting. Typically it takes agents who join our team about 90 days to build a solid pipeline usually 45 days to the first transaction. Um, and we generally see once you start getting that regular, uh, that, those regular pendings coming in, um, there is always a danger that prospecting activities may drop off. So I'd encourage you all, time block, your, time block your prospecting time, keep it sacred, you know, make sure that you protect it at all costs and develop a system in the back end to take care of all that gold that you've worked so hard to mine.